know, I am late because as usual, baseball, but yeah. then I, I got the uh, Midwestern hello as I uh, looked out my back patio. You know what the Midwestern hello is? I don't. Um, the Midwestern hello is your neighbor starts a fire. It's oh, like, yeah. It's still a flame, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I had to uh, get, provide my new neighbor with a 20-year Pendleton that a friend of mine bought for me and I had to get his opinion on that so moth to a flame you start a fire in the backyard I'm gonna be there nice I like it well is it, is it those Fabians yeah they're they're no. uh, they're a bad influence he throws yeah. something he he adds the oxygen to the heat and I'm like oh what's that so you're gonna have to lay some boundaries down with those guys yeah <laughs> I, I, my my neighbors have already warned me like hey we we have a dog if you see some landmines in the yard we're sorry we'll pick them up i was like hey i got three kids you don't yeah. know what's in the backyard same <laughs> rules apply Parker, we don't know yeah. <laughs> well I, I tell you we're in north dakota it's after dark so probably yeah. a good time to announce that we are in fact north dakota after dark yeah Corey and kyle this is episode five we're really just hitting our stride now. So <laughs> to get things kicked off right, I need to know what everybody is drinking. Kelly? So I told Kyle, um, I started the evening. I, in true hockey tradition fashion, I was at the Broken Drum with several hockey moms and started with three Michelob Golden Lights and two Caesars. So in order for me to be... Um, coherent for this right now it's currently um just water but uh because I already started so this might be my best episode yet that's what I'm saying hey great but I tell you what over the course of the hour we'll give you three Sean Andrews final final so you can just keep going back <laughs> to the well exactly that's exactly. perfect Corey what do you have uh, well, I start, like I told you, I started my evening with a nice glass of uh, 20 year Pendleton, yep. but uh, that is way too high class for me. So when, when you start to feel like you're punching, you know, over your weight, you grab a cup water or margarita. <laughs> I like it. It's just hillbilly enough to uh, make me know where I'm from. <laughs> so I'm only a few days removed from Saskatchewan, uh, where we start at one and end at one. I saw a lot of crazy stuff, including a mirrored ceiling. And so I'm going to take it easy and drink a German watermelon beer, Schoferhaufer, which I'm assuming that's probably your cousin's, Corey. God bless you. Get together. <laughs> I like that. Well, if it was my cousin's, uh, then they would have the same last name. Oh, geez. What that's were you the ideal. Saskatchewan? That's the real question. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you repeat the question? What were you drinking in Saskatchewan? Everything. Everything? Um, a lot of, well, we're all Polish. So we had a lot of vodka, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of beer and then, okay. uh, whatever we could find. And we went to a small town beer gardens where okay. some former high school classmates were the bartenders without a license. I'll have, you know, and they were pouring double or triple whiskeys, just, um, no name whiskey, just brown liquor in a bottle. <laughs> uh, I found at my uncle's farm, an old still with still with, you know, full moonshine jugs, and I did not have those. You have uh, to have a license to bartend in Canada. No, I'm just kind of making jokes. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you would have told me that, though, I would have most definitely believed yeah. you. If any country would require a license for fun, it'd be Canada. 
Are you a fan of the Canadian beers? Are you a Kokanee guy? Are you? I think I still am. I really have to sit down and think about that one, but I'd assume, assume the answer is yes. I did like Kokanee. There used to be a beer called Saskatchewan, which was $11 for a case of 12. $11. $11. Uh, which is about all we could afford as kids. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it. I'm going to come out as a fan of Canadian beer. Okay. I am. I like it as well. I just, yeah. you know, I didn't know if being in Canada would make it like not special. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. it's, you know, I, because like Americans really like Canadian beer. So. Yeah. And I, when I came to the U.S., I really got into Keystone Light, the 30 packs of Keystone Light on Thursday nights during law school. It was a uh, a real treat. And the thing that impressed me the most was that people would share beer instead of, you know, bringing your own 12 pack and sitting on it because it's so expensive. Yeah. I think now it's pushing 50 bucks for 24 beer. And I can't imagine being a teenager and having to go through that. Yeah. That's true. That yeah. would be, you're going to have to pool your funds for that. That sounds like a real hardship to me. <laughs> Can you repeat all that? You said something about Canadian beer and I just kind of, I went into the ether. You're not a Canadian beer fan, Corey? He's well, I mean, Kokanee is good, but you, there's U.S. Kokanee and then there's Canadian Kokanee. That is true. Yeah. Everything kind of, I, I've heard that from people that it's just not quite the exact same thing. It's yeah. like red pepper Grand Forks and red pepper East. It's not the same. Not quite the same deal. Or A&W Canada and A&W USA. Not, does it. not cross the border. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Hot puck ice cream. It's not cool. Yeah. No, 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 it doesn't cross. But I, I remember going to A&W in Canada and being grossly disappointed because it's, it is not the same thing. And uh, I was not happy with the Canadian version of A&W. It's no. not going to in some small town A&Ws, you can still get brown gravy on whatever you want. Would that change your opinion? Well, it's the poutine capital of the world. I would hope that you can get brown gravy everywhere. Here's an, another interesting fact. Poutine was not a deal when I was a kid. Poutine got really? big everywhere else, and then the rest of Canada adopted it like they'd always had it. Like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, we love this. I'm like, yeah, no, this is the thing. no, this is new. <laughs> Liars. The French weren't a big deal when you were a kid, but it slowly pushed its way through Canada? Yes, sort of. My grandmother was French, but sort of tried to hide that. And oh. it was full of Poles and Ukrainians who didn't like each other. Is there a denomination we haven't made fun of yet on this podcast? No. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's not discrimination if you no. just make fun of everybody. you know. And ourselves. It's equal opportunity haters. It's the haters ball. Yeah. I hate to take a Dave Chappelle joke, but we're, it's the haters ball. But that's why I felt like we should explain the the um the Minot grudge, you know. I mean, you, you gotta explain. It's just it's in our kids' age group, it's a rivalry for the ages, you it know. We, so I felt like we should maybe explain the the Minot grudge. And let's let's do it this way, because it's a hockey podcast. I had an old coach and I think other guys say this two positives and a negative. <laughs> so we'll do it this way. We'll count ourselves as one. Let's each say something nice about Minot, then we can get after it. Okay. okay. Kelly. Uh, I love their slogan, why not Minot? Right. Um, also, well, 
both slogans. Why not Why not in the Magic City? I think those are both banging slogans. Yeah. Um, they tie me right in. I also, I love a rivalry. I live for rivalries. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, a, it's, it's like lifeblood to me. It's why I'm a Bravo fan. Um, you got to love a good rivalry. And so I love, and I especially love because I hope this rivalry continues all the way up to high school hockey because I like this. It's an in North Dakota rivalry, and that yeah. to me is magic. Yeah. So I want to keep it going because I love the pettiness. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm always up for petty. So we'll let's yeah. revisit that in a minute. Corey, positive. Dramatic pause. I'm looking for positive <laughs> for my own. <laughs> no, hey, you're there, Corey. It's the reason we're picking on him, right? You you gotta you gotta hate what's good right if you're the opposing right. team you gotta hate what's good that's the that's the only way to make a rivalry a rivalry if you sit and and talk about how great the city is and how they've got things and stuff that you could do i guess like then you'd, you it wouldn't be a rivalry so here, here's my positives great athletes these kids they, they they work right i'll give you a, i'll give you an anecdote we uh we played their bantam double a team in state and we had them either three to one or four to one with not much time left and dang it all, if uh, we didn't blow the game, they came back and beat us and knocked us out of state. So you got to give their athletes a plus. They work hard. They uh, they do. They know their stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that, too. It's fun to go someplace and know that it's going to be yeah. a tough game, that the kids are going to fight to the finish, that it's going to get a little petty in the stands. I enjoy that. That is that is all good stuff, in my opinion. And it's like what makes hockey fun, you know? I mean, like Kyle said, too reasonable, not here for it. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit. I, I like the, I like the competition. Yep. So same thing. My son played on Team North Dakota's Tier 2 team late, uh, last year. And uh, he got to play with some Minot players and parents and just great people all around. Like absolutely fantastic people. Uh, I list their names off, but I probably embarrassed them, but couldn't my uh, my wife got to spend far more time with them than I did because I was busy coaching football, but just fantastic people. So there you go. I got great athletes, good people. So uh, do I get to say a negative? Well, That's all the compliments we're giving. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do a positive and a negative. My positive, what a good restaurant there. We spent some time in Minot at a good time going out uh, to eat and drink. A lot of good variety there. So I appreciate that the, the city of Minot is putting some work in. My negative is, speaking of Petty Kelly, is going back almost uh, 20, 30 years as a young man. Uh, I was down there playing bantam hockey. The parents from Saskatchewan were taking advantage of the cheap liquor. So we're dealing with no supervision. We found and pooled all our money, rented a limousine. Me and four or five other guys. The backup goalie. And a bunch of other dudes driving the limo around, found some girls at the mall. Hey, because it's whatever, 1992, get in the limo. And they do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to, I want to set, the, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's fine. 1992 is peak mall hair years. Oh, yeah. You're, you're just at the end of the 80s, ratted yep. up hair, and just before grunge kicks in. So yep. I'm expecting like some giant dome oh. hair. Yeah, sure. They they needed to duck down to get the, get the bangs in. Yeah. Driving around, limo driver, cool guy. Showing us around town and comes up the girls are from Surrey, just, just outside of Minot. He's like, rolls the window down. You guys want to hear a joke? We're like, yep, this sounds good. <clears throat> why? 
why does the football field in Surrey, and turn out, these were cheerleaders, they made made a point to tell us several times, why does the football field in Surrey have artificial turf? To stop know. the cheerleaders from grazing. <laughs> they promptly freaked out and got right out oh my God. of the car. And That's I was thinking, joke. 15-year-old Kyle lost his chance at a green card. It would take me <laughs> another 20 years to find a green card wife. You know, oh, I could have been I here for years. And none of you were old enough. Like, who whose idea was this? Like, you know what we should do? Our parents aren't here. We should get a limo. Well, Cal, you should know by now I'm an organizer. I can That's get people true. to do stuff. So I take all the credit. Best team manager ever. I'll give you the title. I'm not ashamed. Thanks. Yeah. Corey, how was your manager? Repeat. My windows are open so she can hear you. What? <laughs> My windows are open. She can hear you. She will beat you up. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking out the window, making sure that the Fabians and my wife can't hear me. We're good. We're safe. I'm in a safe place. Like, trigger, trigger warning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to, uh, Kelly has a segment she's going to introduce briefly, but I'm going to hit Jamie's request so we get to it. So okay. Jamie Spurley is another hockey dad from our area. He helps Corey and I out on broadcasts. Great dude. He had a question for Kelly. Okay. He wants Kelly to describe the breakdown of a hockey mom's outfit starting on Friday and ending on Sunday. Where do you cut corners? Can you maintain a high standard of drip from Friday to Sunday? No, I, that's, that's the answer. That's the easy answer is no. So it like, I, I can only answer for myself. And the answer would be that it's coming in hot on Friday, you know, yeah. like still, still you've got a lot of energy, a lot of spirit coming in. So you're probably going to do your hair you're gonna, you know, try, try look a little bit nice, little fancy. Yeah. Um, Saturday is going to be similar. You're going to be doing okay. By Sunday, everybody looks like a hot bag of hell. It's ponytails, yoga pants. Um, you're, you're just, you're basically thinking, let's get this last game over with and get the hell on the road and get on here. So it always starts out with like the best of intentions, you're, you're trying to look cute. You're doing your best. Um, you know, I mean, as the moms, you, you gotta have a little bit of fun too. You, you still care and you still want to want to do good, but come Sunday, it's usually, and, and like, what's the deal with Sunday and always getting like the shittiest game time, you know? So it's, it's like, you want to get out of there early, but also everybody's hungover. So waking up in the morning is going to be a challenge. So it it it's a it starts out good on Friday and it's a steep steep drop off to Sunday at least for me personal. Question: What if you're playing a Minneapolis City's team for the championship? Oh well, you might spruce it up a little bit because as I mentioned before, many well not just Minneapolis moms, Minnesota hockey moms. Yeah. They if like if you're ever like. Oh, I want to kind of feel bad about myself. Go into a group of Minnesota hockey moms. Like, oh, I don't have a Louis Vuitton purse. That will become glaringly obvious to you. Any other day of the week, you might not notice that. You will when you're in a group of Minnesota hockey moms. It's part of their required uniform. Um, it hasn't reached North Dakota yet. I'm hoping it doesn't because my husband is not. Uh, I have a gambling problem. I can't also have a purse problem. It's one or it is the other. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, you do maybe shine up just a little harder for that because um, it's they're an intimidating group of moms to come into. And those cities hockey teams are like made a month. That's just the yeah. way that they are. So, you know, you don't want to feel super inferior. You already know you are. So you don't want to feel it so hard. Can I ask a follow-up um, question, Kelly? Um, Corey and I are both, well, we both graduated from law school, so I'm going to call us both attorneys. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's- You can't see the air quotes I'm making. <laughs> For the audience, Corey's making air quotes. Um, law, schools, uh, law school exams are big on tests, you know, three-point tests, five-point tests, six-point mm -hmm. tests, just, just to determine what- what you're actually getting at here. So if you were to come up with say, let's say a three point test to keep this brief law school joke, what would your three point tests, Corey appreciates that. What would your three point tests be <laughs> to delineate a mini, Minneapolis, Minnesota hockey mom from a Canadian hockey mom, Winnipeg edition? What three okay. items would you look at if you had to do a quick scan? Okay, um, I'm gonna, be able to tell the difference. Like I said, number one, the Louis Vuitton purse. That's a that's a telltale. Now, let me make this clear. The Winnipeg moms will also have a Louis Vuitton, but there is a trend for fake brand names up in Winnipeg. Like they're more easily accessible. So some of them might be real. Some not, I'm not a good enough judge, but there there's a lot. There there are ones that'll fool you. Uh, two I, I can help you at that point. Two-tone hair is a big one. Oh, um, yeah. Like I said, we are we are in a time capsule when we go to Canada. So we're going back to the early 2000s. It's about a 20-year differential. Um, and what would be the third point to distinguish the Winnipeg moms from the Minneapolis moms? Ooh, Winnipeg moms Ooh. are blocking the island target. Yes, they're blocking the island target. Also... Well, you know what I, I can't say because they're both intense. I I will I will say, you know, the, the Minneapolis moms are intense and the Winnipeg moms are intense. So it's hard to know because both are these are intense hockey moms. They're intimidating. I I will say. I mean, you're coming in as a North Dakota hockey mom and both are gonna scare you just a little bit. I wanna keep I wanna cue you up here, Kelly. I feel like the Minneapolis moms may have some I don't know how what, how you want to say it. Uh, medical enhancements to their game. <laughs> yes, that's true. The the aesthetics, um, the cosmetic aesthetics are yeah. Um, yeah. They're 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 pretty pretty. But like I said, I mean, you're in a different socioeconomic bracket yeah. when you're in Minneapolis, yeah. and you feel it. I mean, I mean it's. Uh, they they it, might their skin might resemble my wallet, but I mean it's it's fine. Right. It's fine. Right. Well, I mean, when their children are pulling, I mean, when these eleven-year-olds are pulling up in a chartered bus in matching yeah. suits, you automatically are going to feel just a little bit bad about yourself. But that, I think, is the intended effect. It, it's, I guarantee we spent more money at that hotel bar, Kelly. Yeah, it's right. not bad when they pull up at the chartered. Uh, uh, you know, they they pull up at the venue in a chartered bus for a home game. Right, and you know. This just goes back to the Mighty Ducks, you know. I mean, and granted, those are Minneapolis teams, but the Ducks, the Ducks more so represent North Dakota. Yeah, um, yeah. and then the cake eaters, you know, I mean that it's just it goes it goes back to it. What was the what was the name of the team that Adam Banks played? The Hawks. 
the Hawks. Yeah, that's you feel it's a very Ducks versus Hawks yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, like where the Hawks were a dyna. No one to say that the Hawks were a dyna, but the Hawks <laughs> were a dyna. Hawks were absolutely from a dyna. Like it's 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 not even up for discussion. They were. I don't know if that was ever specifically said. You know, because it was districts in the Mighty yeah. Ducks, yeah. but yeah. they were a dyna yeah. for sure. Would you have accepted uh, cowbells? The Winnipeg's moms would have had a really sweet, in a non-sexual way, a really sweet cowbell. They love their cowbell in Canada. and But you know what, though? That's also, have you noticed, that's a Minot thing as well. I mean, we have played Bakken, and man, oh, man, do they love a cowbell. And I think they should be confiscated at the door. I knew so, a lot of Canadians that played on a Bakken team, so there's a chance there was an infiltrator. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You're you're exactly right because Bakken borrows players, so they may have brought down the Canadian tradition of the cowbell, yeah. and that can yeah. go away from me. Now, I'm a cowbell fan. What does this podcast need? More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> I have several cowbells in and about the house, just in case. Yeah. In and about. Well, so, yeah. as one does. Yeah. So if we're hypothetically ever invaded i'm going to go reverse paul revere ring the cowbells let the canadians think i'm friendly right. <laughs> right well you're a double agent kyle so that's the thing about it is that when we play in canada you know like I, you you are our you 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 belong to us now but yeah. we know where your roots lie you know? I, well, I i renounce though i drive to the border <laughs> once a month yeah get my toes right out there and y'all tim horton sucks I drive home. Just, Man, yeah. I love Starbucks. Plus, plus, get this, Kelly. I was just in Canada. You mentioned the two torn hair. That was my deal from you know ninety four to two thousand three. Saw twelve girls with two torn hair. I came home to my American wife. Yes, you did. So yes, you did. That's a good. Yeah. Yep. Um, it up I, as a win. I feel like Kyle. You know, Kyle is a double agent. Kyle is. Uh, recovering Canadian let's go that route yeah. um but like he he says he, he he's you know recovering Canadian but he's gonna go Tim Horton sucks I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry sorry, sorry. Um, my, mom, my mom my mom made me say I'm sorry <laughs> sorry hey sorry yeah I, I brush well, past people every day now and don't say sorry yeah, that's not true you Okay, Kyle, I have another question for you as a recovering Canadian. Yeah. I have not heard it out of your mouth, but is it something that you dropped? Were you ever an A person? Was that ever something that you did? In, interestingly enough, the local dialect where I am from is hey. Oh, hey you know, instead you know, of hey. One of our friends, Danny Green, drops a hey every time. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could parachute Danny Green into Regina, into the depths of Regina, and he would own that town in eight minutes. You know how I feel about Regina. It's the city that rhymes with fuck. Kelly, so okay, is, I have a surprise for you. Is. I have $60 in <laughs> chips for Casino Regina. I will organize a hockey trip there. I will give you that $60. I want you to turn it into 2D madness. Yeah. It just sounds like a place that I could enjoy. That's what I, I'm saying. Right? I've never even been. I, when I was I've never seen I the outskirts of Winnipeg. So. I can enjoy. Yeah. But... Any city that that's the slogan, and I don't think it's their official slogan, but it should be. Um, it should be. I'm absolutely dead. <laughs> uh, interestingly, I had a very interesting 
uh, Twitter interaction with a Regina mom that also brought a charter bus to Minneapolis and was just apoplectic that the Minneapolis moms were so mean to her the whole time. So maybe I think I I think we are Twitter friends now. I think she should be a guest. Is yeah. is that her first time in Minneapolis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's a fight between the Minnesotans and the Canadians yeah. as to who invented hockey. We right. know it was Canada, but Minnesota will almost make it out as if it was them. So right. it's that's a it's a battle of the ages. It um who who invented hockey? Yeah, you know Minnesota. Ten thousand disappointments. That's right. <laughs> right. So it was Canada. So it's real rich to me that those Minnesota moms decided to look down on the Canadian mom. You know well, that's yeah, that's especially ones from Regina. You know what I mean? Exactly. Kyle, hot takes. Would you rather play in a tournament with all Canadians or all Minnesotans? All Minnesotans. I've been gone for 20 years and I my I have about 72 hours before I start to like twitch a little bit. Like I like I'm not I, I'm not where I should be anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a follow-up question coming with Kelly. Minnesotans or Canadians? Ooh, okay, that's a toughie because we just did a Canada tournament and it was a blast actually. It was really fun. They have bars in their hockey arenas and that to me is just, that's a beautiful thing. And like, they don't even have to be a fancy arena. These are arenas that look like remodeled barns with yeah. a full functioning bar that serves Caesars. Yeah. And I really respect that. They also play really old music. And I also respect that. It just adds the atmosphere. It, it but, just got, the music just got there, Kelly, to be fair. Right. Exactly. It just showed up there. Um, but I'm going to go like with Kyle with the Minnesotans because Canada always, Minnesota does an inferiority thing and Canada does an inferiority thing. But at least with Minnesota, I feel like they don't so much have the leg up on us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Canada, Canada can make you feel inferior and you're like, yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I mean, even when, when my husband, Matt, when he played down in North Carolina, I mean, that's Fayetteville, North Carolina. I think he was one of three Americans on his team down in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's Canadians are the preferred, you know, so I'll, I'll pick. I also will pick because I got to go with the American hockey. Okay, here we go. Follow up question. Kyle, would you rather drink with Minneapolis um, parents or Canadian parents? Uh, Canadian parents. I know what to expect. <laughs> it comes back out again. I was really impressed with how I was able to tap into those long, apparently long lost skills and have the same discussions that I had long ago. What you know about the Deep down, yeah. when you drink, your Canadian comes out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, same where, question. That, that's where it falls back off. Yeah. Same and, question, and too. Drink with Canadians or drink with uh, Minnesotans? I would have to do Minnesotans because I think Canadians would put me in the hospital. I mean, they, Canadians can drink. And I I mean, like Kyle said, start at one and end at one. And I'm, I would be in, I would be not getting the socialized healthcare up in Canada. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd be in trouble because they'd send me a bill 
and I'd be um, very remorseful that I thought I could do that. Well, here's my hot take. Canadians, and one reason only, Mick Golden is a trash beer and it should never be drank by any human. <laughs> it's not for human consumption. What the hell is Minnesota thinking? But that's why I drink it, because it's like water McGolden. It's one step above. I'm not, I don't want an IPA. I don't want anything that tastes like potpourri steeped in hot water. I don't want it. I, I want a very smooth beer that easy, you can drink a lot of it fast and easy. So that's, that's all my requirement is. That's it. Amen. Kyle, McGolden, trash beer or not? I'll take it. It's perfect. It's, uh, it's very light. Yep. I can see through it. Or Minnesotans. It is water without alcohol. Yeah. Right? We're going to drink your drink but not McGolden. Come on. Well, what do you think about Mick Ultra? Mick Ultra is an actual beer. Mick Golden is something Minnesotans drink because it doesn't stop their plastic surgery from melting. That's true. And it's it's only in this part of the country. You can't get it. When I go to Las Vegas, you can't get a Mick Golden. They don't serve it. It's because they don't let uh, uh, Minnesotans into Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed. Lots of Canadians, though. I always meet a ton yeah. of Canadians when I'm there. For the Canadians record, on this podcast, we're making fun of Minnesotans way more than people from Minot. <laughs> yeah. I talked to uh, two, both police officers, two Canadians who said they just got back from Las Vegas and, and they seek out the quiet parts of Las Vegas so they can just relax. It seems like they're missing the point of Las Vegas, right? <laughs> For relaxing. You want to sit by the pool. It's like, you can sit by the pool in Regina. Right, exactly. It's for regret, overspending, and then dry heaving in the morning. That's what Las Vegas is for. Yeah. I, yeah. Quick question yeah. to you guys. Have you ever been anywhere in the world that doesn't serve Miller Lite? You know what? It, it, Honestly, I've got a friend who's a hockey dad. Everywhere I've gone with him, fancy restaurant, non-fancy restaurant, freaking diners, uh, drives and uh, get it out, Corey. You got diners, it. Diners, dives and drives. Yeah. Seriously, Miller Lite everywhere. Yeah. Miller Lite is served everywhere. That is That's true. Right. I know, but it's got to be. I don't know what the number one beer in the country is, but I would assume it's Miller Lite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, people <laughs> who like beer. I don't know why. Are you are you an IPA snob? Are you no. like your husband? No, okay. IPAs are literally like licking a tire. Like I'm not gonna yeah. do it. Ugh. Yeah, I uh I was golfing with your husband a while back and it was a very hot day, and there was free beer. It was prob- probably was Miller Lite. In plastic yeah. cups with a nice lady just pouring beer after beer after beer and just putting them out there for people to come get, right? Yeah. Uh, and your husband sought out some very dark looking beer because said it tasted better. And it makes me wonder, you know, if you go back to like the Serengeti and there's all these like wildebeest just sitting there and I'm like, I'm just going to go eat one of those. And he's like, you know what I'm going to eat? I'm going to find a super dangerous something and I'll hunt that. Just- 100%. Free is my favorite four-letter F word. Right. Um, yeah. Ironically. 
Uh, so I'm going to go for the free beer as well. I'm not going to go, but he's like a craft beer loser, you know, where like, you know, people that are into craft beers and you know, they're just pretending because nobody likes it, but it's just like they all get together and agree. Like we love craft beers. It's amazing. Nobody does. I used to have a lot of respect for your husband, but first of all, now, now I know he's an IPA guy. That's like minus one. And then he played hockey in North Carolina. That's like minus 30. (laughs) Ugh. Just as a follow-up, though, if your husband does like those funny craft beers, I notice he doesn't have a water bottle with stickers, nor does he have a beard. Now, is he accepted no. by craft beer dorks? He's not a hipster, but only like I mean, he's on it's on principle. Matt, it's funny to me that he likes craft beers because he's one of those people that when he finds out other people like something, he automatically can't like it anymore. Like he's one of those people, you know, like. He doesn't like the trendiness of it all. So uh, he likes to wear ladies' sandals, though. Right, exactly. Yeah, but if everyone else started loving it, he would have to quit. Like, what are those new ones? Um, they're the really soft ones. They sell them at Shields. They're like, oh yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they start with like a W or something yeah. like that. They're super popular because they're yeah. very squishy, soft, and comfortable. He literally admitted, my nephew was like, you should get a pair of these. They're like heaven. And he was like, I can't because all of you wear them. <laughs> I'd love to tell you, but I'm a I'm a man. And so I buy $1 sandals from Old Navy like the rest of us men. Exactly. Well, I, I'm oh, also you doing the flip flops. Do you do the oh. flip flops? Yeah, flip flops. Straight up flip flops. Not the sandals. You know, got the, it was a dollar. I just need something on my feet. Does yeah. it weird you out to have something between your toes? <laughs> Does it rhyme with fun? It's for Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Really go off the rails here. Uh, Kelly, I believe you have a game for us to bring it back to hockey. So, yeah. So I came up with this because um, our sons are all of the youth hockey age group. And um, I get really sick of being called Bud all the time. I don't know if you guys get that at home, you know, like, but yeah. uh, I are both bra. Yeah, I get bro or bud. I get called a lot. Um, yeah. Or buddy, you know, hey, buddy, settle yeah. down, buddy. And, so, and I'm like, this yeah. is a lot of fun. Um, but so it made me, I also, I, I mean, and Kyle, I'm sorry, did, uh, this this may strike a chord as a recovering Canadian, but I do like Letterkenny. Oh, and, yeah. um, uh, you know, and the hockey players on there have their language. So I, I thought it was kind of unique to hockey players. I'm not familiar. I'm sure that all sports to a degree have like their code talk, but hockey seems to be a particularly um, specific language. Uh, so it got me interested and I decided to look up hockey player slang, which comes up with a lot of stuff on yeah. the internet if you do. So I thought... I'd go through, I, I found some good ones. I'll start out with the easier ones. Okay. And I wanted to just see if you guys understand the, as you, as we've listened to our sons talk, Cal, you played hockey, Corey's a baseball player, but that, that's also going to be a follow-up question, Corey, is I want to know if baseball has its own language. Okay. Um, but, uh, so I'll start with some of the easier ones and ask you guys if you know, just as we're, so that we can keep up and actually um, talk to our children. Um, so, uh, first one I'll ask is a twig. If you guys know what a twig is, this is an easier one. Kyle, is it me first or you first? Because I would assume I'm the one who knows the least about it. You can both buzz in. I'll give credit. 
twig is a hockey stick. Twig is a stick. Okay. Yep. That was a, that was an easy one. Um, uh, uh, this one is there's it's kind of a two parter. Um, yeah. flow and lettuce. Do we oh, know? That, that's hockey hair. Correct. No. Flow is hockey hair, but lettuce is good hockey hair. Yes. So to have the flow and the lettuce, um, you argue it's all good. Uh, how? Um, I okay. I'll move into some of the the a little bit of the harder ones. Um, this one I had never heard of before. Kyle, you might know, yeah. but um, if you're to be Cronwall. And I call a Canadian friend. <laughs> that is to be subject to a giant open ice hit a la Nicholas Cronwall of the Detroit Rings. You got it. That's exactly the right one. That was one that I was not familiar with. Okay, that, was now kind of we... that was big on ESPN and TSN years ago. Okay, so that's an older one. But I'm going to hit you then with this one because this one I found in my research okay. is more specifically, okay, it's a two-parter, but okay. they're more specifically a, a Canadian hockey term. Okay. So are you familiar with Tilly Tongue? Yeah. Fights. Okay. Yes. So that one, Tilly Time, a tilt is a fight. Yeah. yeah. And then that's short for tilt and tilly time is a fight so then the follow-up is a donnie brook uh bench clearing bra <laughs> i can't believe you're also getting... a city in north dakota <laughs> yes i actually knew donnie brook at least i did not know tilly time these were i didn't know either one of those those were new donnie um, brook is old, like 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 um yeah old timey hockey night in canada okay how about this one this one is an old one and I had heard this one before, but I didn't know the origins of it. And I'm a nerd, so I always like this. A hoser. And specifically what it is and why it is. Okay, so a hoser, uh, you know, slang for a uh, Canadian person. Um, my understanding, you now keep in mind, there's very, there's a very good chance these are regional. A hoser at home was a guy that was not a good hockey player, so he would come out and flood the ice. With the holes. You are killing me with this. So it's a it's a name for a loser, is a hoser. And the um the origin was that before Zambonis were made, the losing team had to go out and hose down the ice. So if you were a hoser, you were a loser. And that was one I had heard the term hoser, but I didn't know specifically where that came from. So, so yeah, um, so that's, that's a slight variation because, you know, for us, it was just like, well, all, all you guys go play and the other guys will like kind of help look after the ice and that kind of thing. So you're um, not necessarily a team that lost, but just a guy that wasn't good enough to play. Uh, this one, I only throw this one in. It's an easy one, but it's one that I hear my children use a ton and they've even called me, which I don't think that they're being kind, but um, a beauty. I, you've probably been called a beauty as well. <laughs> Do you know beauty? Tackle this one because I have a narrative. Okay. What do you say? When they when when they call another player a beauty. Ooh. Well, you see, the problem is, is my brain goes right to that's a beaut, Clark, from the old uh, 
you know, National Lampoon series, but uh you, Clark. The uh, Butte. Uh, you're on the right feels, track. I'm I'm not gonna be right here. The Butte feels like uh you're a good player. Kyle. So I th I think it's context driven. We're like, oh gosh, we should go hang out with my friend Danny. He's such a beauty. Or, yes. You this both guy, oh, oh my gosh, look at this guy, toe drag again. What a beaut. It's yeah. all in the tone you use. Yep, it's true. It can be an insult or it can be a compliment. That was the, and that's one, I, I had to throw that one in because I've heard my children use it so many times where, uh, what a beauty. But it can, it, I did find that out, but it can be an insult and it can be a compliment. Okay, the next one was my favorite that I stumbled across. I'd never heard this term before. But I loved it so much because I love, I mean, this is just mental terrorism. And so I very much, whoever came up with this is a personal hero of mine. A grocery stick. Do you guys know what a grocery stick is in hockey? You got me here. I it's a wonderful, you. wonderful chirp. I, I, I'm all ears, Kelly. Yeah. Okay. I got to hear this one. It's the guy who doesn't get off the bench and separates the forwards from the defenseman like a grocery oh on a on a grocery belt. <laughs> and so it's a chirp that he never leaves the bench. He just serves as the separator between the <laughs> oh, forwards and the defenseman. Well done, kiddo. Whoever invented I, that one, well done, kiddo. That is what I said. I And ironically, I quizzed my husband on this one. He knew that one. But I said, I'd love to shake the hand of whoever came yeah. up with it. It is wildly creative and extremely abusive. And yes. I really appreciate that. Just to, the, the amount of creativity, it's, 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 to me, it's astounding. If I may, might interject quickly, I would have used in that context spare parts. Now, is that one familiar? Spare part, yes. I, I that yeah. one, that one I have. Um, you know, or even just you know, like um, my kids will uh, talk about you know, like uh, he's a duster because yeah, he's yeah. dusty, collects dust, so he's not, you mm -hmm. know, getting off the bench. And the lesser used one is your middle sitter. A middle sitter, which would be a grocery yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like grocery stick way more. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause that one's, yeah. That it's was, ready. it's got some more bite to it. That was my personal favorite that yeah. I came across as I was looking up. Um, this one's kind of, kind of, uh, a little bit easier. And, um, Kyle, you should know this one okay. because it, this is a giveaway, but this is the Canadian one, but a sweater. Yeah. Just that's not so, so much American. Yeah. Uh, also, the name of a very good children's book, if uh, anybody's so inclined. A sweater is a person who's just on the team, as in you wear the sweater, but you don't really play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yes. happy to be there. Yep. Nope. That uh, that is true. And also, you know, that um, in finding out that um, uh, that's Canadians call jersey sweaters, yeah. but we never do. You know, right. so um, it's an insult. The other one that I found out that is too too meaning though too is a tilt, yeah. because um, I found out that it means a fight, but it also means a game that's one sided. Yeah, and I'm like, this is complicated. This yeah. is very um, uh, this is um, uh, okay. Here's one. Do you guys know if you refer to pipe music? Pipe music. 
I would assume that a putt that's been hit off of the pipe. Yes. Yep. That you're 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 uh, creating pipe music. I thought that one. I mean, it's not the most creative, but I'm oh, like, so good. It, you know. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. This one. I. <laughs> this one. I'm gonna specifically go. This one is a specific category. Okay. Um. And you'll pick that up as I say these several terms that uh, fall into the same. What is a tenor? Tenor? A tenor. T-E-N-N-E-R. Oh, goaltender. No, no. Not a tender. A tenor. Oh. I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to lean on Kyle. Kyle, help me out here. I'm going to go with misconduct. No. It's a girl in the stands that would be rated a 10 out of a 10. No, well, being from Saskatchewan, I've never seen one, so I'd disqualify myself. <laughs> And there's also another term. Okay, let's hear it. A rocket. That's also yes. Pointing a rocket, out, I think I already got. Yeah. Yep, pointing out another girl in the stands. Um, and and then this one was kind of funny that it was included on the hundred hundred top slang hockey terms for me, being that I think most people know what it means, but it was included on the list would be a puck bunny. So I think that most people are familiar with that. They vary nicely defined it as a girl who only dates hockey players <laughs> jersey chaser also accepted yep jersey chaser but that could that could fall under multiple sports yes yeah. you know that's just not exclusive to hockey oh here's one um because i wonder if your kids have said it um but this is a hockey term uh it it falls out a little bit outside hockey but chell chell c-h-e-l chell I have heard your youngest son say this, Corey. That's that is why I no way. This one. Yeah, a chill. Or the chill. They're gonna they're gonna play the chill. It was the one afternoon I was I was his dad. <laughs> uh, hit me with how embarrassed I should be with my progeny, Kyle. No, not at all. Very nice young fella. Yeah, tell so, me what it means though. It's so, the it, Go ahead, Kyle. You oh, no, say. yeah, sure, for NHL, but using referred to uh, video games. Let, let's play some chill. Let's play some chill, yeah. Uh -huh. NHL, uh -huh. you know, 2023 now, but uh, that's the shortened form for hockey players is going to play some chill or the chill. Text Jack to bring his Xbox over so we can play some chill. You do it. No, I'm playing baseball on my phone. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, I got another good one. This is a really great one. Kyle, you may not have heard of this one. I okay. hadn't heard of this, but you might have. Okay. Um, to describe a player as a pigeon. Player as a pigeon. Wow, you're just stumping me left and right. I got nothing. I know. Sorry, this was educational to me as well. That's an Ontario one. Like is there it? are references to migratory birds in other sports. <laughs> I, that's a whole different story. Okay, Kyle, do you I know? I understand it. A uh, preening show-off hockey player stick out your chest like a pigeon. Okay, that's not how this one described okay. it. It's hilarious. Um, and this is according to um, hockeywriters.com. So I should give credit to where I'm getting yeah. this source material. Thanks, hockey writers. Um, a pigeon describes a player that isn't good enough to score goals by himself, so he picks up the trash of his more skilled line mates. <laughs> and huh. 
um, it's used as trash talk, and they say it was made famous like Claude Giroux. Oh. No kidding. So, a a wow. pigeon picks up the trash yeah. that the good players put on court. So, yeah, that's, yeah, you hear uh, buzzard. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, which I told the buzzard would work too. Okay, yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll wrap up with this one because okay. um, this one may become more important to us as our children age. Um, uh, a dinger. Do you know what a dinger is? In hockey, no. In baseball, absolutely. <laughs> okay, it is throwing in a lip of chewing tobacco in the locker room. Wow. You're throwing in a dinger. So if we pick up on our children saying that, we might have to get a little bit. Uh, that's that's when uh, I'm going to have to beat some asses. So um, Kelly heard the more X-rated version of that. Mm-mm. Something a lady might throw in her mouth. <laughs> no, I've heard throwing in a dip. I've heard packing a bomb. Yeah. Dink was new to me. Um, but no, I haven't heard the X-rated version. Kyle, you have my attention. She could really take a dick dinger. A dick dinger. Okay. All right. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know there was a, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So So, I just, we're brushing up here, but I, I, I'm getting us ahead of the curve because our children are not going to be able to stump us on this. I've actually done actual homework. So if they start in with their slang talk i'm gonna be like hang on a minute i i already researched this i know what you're talking about so um hockey players great intelligent sounding no (laughs) no i uh my absolute favorite interview and this might be a little obscure is uh ryan smith former former oiler who could string together probably three to four minutes of cliches and not say anything (laughs) i would Highly recommend just looking up Ryan Smith interviews just to be amazed. Now I'm going to because yeah, I please. love cliches. They are my favorite. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. Corey, you haven't mm-hmm. Googled anything this entire episode. What's going on? No Paris Hilton, no Von Dutch. Shouldn't you be looking <laughs> something up? It, no one talked about the fact that Kyle actually wore a Von Dutch hat to today's podcast. In a baseball shirt. Wow, Kyle. I like I know. it. Um, I want to I want to intercede with three old time baseball similarities to what Kelly has said. Okay, so, I wanted to hear this because I'd love to hear if baseball players have their own language. Well, there's a lot, but we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to pick three. Okay, you know what a snowman is in baseball? Snowman. Would you We're hang a snowman? Three baseballs on top of each other. If I hang a snowman on you. Kyle? Nope, sorry. You, have, you hang eight runs on the opposing team because it looks like a snowman. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I was I was gonna I was making it weird. But uh yeah, that uh that makes a lot more sense. How about a punch and judy? Well, isn't that punch and Judy, you said? Punch and Judy. I, yeah, I heard the that beat each other up, wasn't it? It it means when your hitter can't has no power. You got a punch and Judy. Oh, a punch and Judy. Huh. This is amazing. I love this. Uh, 
Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, how about a number? What's a number? Oh, I know that. Hit off the end of the bat. Yes, hit off the end of the bat. Doesn't go very far. Yeah. No. I just thought that was like a bunt, but that's a different that's thing. The same thing. Doesn't go very far. Hit a number. Um, a number. <laughs> are there any really good insults, though? That's Those Ooh. are my favorites. Um, like, it's particularly offensive. You know, like, in hockey, it's always, you know, a bender. Yeah, you got the good old, like, you got folded. Folded means, uh, anyone, do you guys know what folded means? Mm-mm. I mean, you struck out on a, uh, a pretty horrible pitch, and you absolutely got bent over trying to hit. So you got folded. <laughs> yeah. um, you also hear the more relevant ones, like you got uh, Ju King of Jew Code um, or the Sword. You know, you started swinging and then you got absolutely burned by a pitch. So there's a lot of new new school stuff with the old school stuff. You know, it's good it's good stuff. I think ho hockey has better lingo. For, for a guy like me who loves baseball, hockey's lingo and chirps are far superior to any chirps in many other sports. They just you've got so much time to sit on a bench and say something to the other players where the players on any other sport don't get close enough to you they have to do in a hockey game that is true hockey players do yeah. get a little bit closer to each yeah. other so they get that good dynamic and for some reason there's usually on every team there's a guy that's particularly clever that comes up with just some yeah. really yeah well he's the grocery yeah he's got to do something <laughs> i personally I don't know if you guys saw that, that I, I believe it was in Canada, but that dad that mic'd up his like six-year-old when he was skating around and he oh, was calling right. everybody good. a rusty old paint can. That's yeah. my new favorite go-to yeah. insult is to call someone a rusty old paint can. Um, so I good. I like it. Man, good stuff. Um, well, anybody have any pressing hockey topics we should hit before the end of the episode <laughs> that's the off season we're you know we can take her easy we can glide we can uh, yeah. kind of slide safely into the next episode i think uh, well, oh i have a question yeah because the children hit it with me and i wanted kyle i especially thought about you okay so this was a question from my 11 year old jet okay and so who is going to get a Stanley Cup first? Connor McDavid or Bedard? Bedard. That was his answer. And that was Matt's answer, my husband. Oh. And he said Bedard. I said McDavid. I think McDavid too, because his, his window is, is still open. I don't think Bedard's has opened yet. I think Chicago has significant work to do but i would say chicago has some advantages in that it's much easier place to attract free agents they're starting with a clean slate they have a lot of cap room right it's a lot easier to entice a uh that, that final piece to come play in chicago than it is to come play in edmonton mark my I, would say I think edmonton's close but mark. i don't know what that last piece is edmonton is to hockey as minnesota is to football Think of uh, um, McDavid as the same guy as Adrian Peterson. Like, you can be as good as you want, but you're never going to win a ring. Like, sorry. See, no, I, I picked McDavid out of just sheer wanting him. Yeah, I just yeah. him 
I count him among the greats. And so, sure. like, I want him. I believe he will have a Stanley Cup one day just because I count him among, like, the players that you will see win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, but when I asked that, so Jet came up with the question, and then he asked me and he asked Matt. Matt also said Bedard, but because he said that he feels like Chicago is building a program that might get them there before Edmonton. And I was like, okay, I that I understand where you're coming from on that. I'm just I'm just pulling for McDavid because I really want to see him. I really want to see him win a Stanley Cup. Edmonton is the Minneapolis of America. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a Knights fan, you know. Oh, and okay, I have to throw this in before we go. Um, that was one of the Hello. Welcome to this very, very special tail end part of North Dakota After Dark on episode five. You might be wondering what happened. Well, I'm here to tell you. We had a technical issue. I told Kelly and Corey to keep talking, and they did. I think they talked about Condor Bedard for another five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Corey likely tried to turn it around to baseball. Kelly probably made some, uh, let's call them questionable jokes, but alas, all of that is lost into the ether. So this is what you get. Basically, just me here to tell you that it's over. You can't listen to it anymore. That part of it is gone. You're going to have to content yourself with that hour and 10 minutes of pure gold we gave you and wait another week until you can hear episode six. And I'm sorry, you know, give yourself a minute to collect your thoughts. Cry a little if you want, but there's really nothing we can do. However, I am so pleased to tell you that we have our first sponsor. Now, I'm not a magician. I'm not a wizard. I've not gone back in time. But the way these episodes are laid out gives me the ability to go back and rearrange things time-wise. So I will tell you that Andrews Construction is our new sponsor, our first sponsor. We're so pleased to have them. Andrews Construction does residential. They do commercial. Great guy, great family company, great hockey family. They do some wonderful work here in town and uh, and all over North Dakota and Minnesota. Andrews Construction, we're building something here and North Dakota After Dark is so pleased to have them as our sponsor. Thank you for listening. Check in for episode six in one week's time. <laughs>